You want me to get more coffee? Okay, you okay. get some more coffee, that's fine. Okay, thank you. I, of course, am Mary B's number five son. I have four older brothers, Jim, John, Joe, Jerry, and Jeff. The noise you heard at the beginning, that's my coffee maker, Rhonda. When I need a cup of coffee, I always say, of course, help me, Rhonda. When I need an emergency cup of coffee, I then say, help me, Rhonda, help, help me, Rhonda. I'm doing this because of my love for coffee. Thank you, Rhonda, for another great cup of coffee to start the morning off. Welcome again to Coffee Break with Mary B's Fifth Son. I am Jeff. All right, let's get going with this week's episode. Uh, this episode will be mostly about Marie Osmond, since I will be seeing her, we will be seeing her this week at Ravinia. First time ever at Ravinia. Very exciting. At least I'm excited. Our coffee review. We go every once a month to the Brunch Cafe in Roselle. Pam and I meet our my brother, Joe, and his wife, Claudia. And we go there on a Sunday morning, and it's great. The food is excellent. The coffee, of course, is excellent. The service is excellent. Very highly recommended. And they keep up with the coffee. We're sitting there. We probably sit there for about an hour. The coffee rotation is perfect. If we didn't like it, we wouldn't go. Highly recommend it. And again, great coffee and the great French toast. It's the only time I order French toast at a restaurant. So, okay. Our movie this week is Erin Brockovich, which it's a movie I really, really like. She has to get all these signatures towards the end. This is where coffee comes in at, which is very important. She goes into the bar and she gets coffee. And in the bar is a guy that she thinks has been stalking her. He comes up to her and he tells her, you know, um, I've been watching you, blah, blah, blah. And then she's like, well, I need that coffee to go now because she thinks he's a bad guy. Then all of a sudden he says, um, what if I told you I, when I worked at PG&E, I was told to destroy documents. So that changes the whole dynamics of their case. Of course, they win the case. If you haven't seen the movie, um, I'm sorry. That was a, um, well, I gave it away. But if you haven't seen the movie, see the movie and forget what I just said. But Coffee plays a very important part. Again, if she doesn't get that coffee, she doesn't stay in the bar because it's a true story. Coffee got those people 233 million, I think, from PG&E uh, because of the water contamination. Yeah. Can I and I always forget the guy's name at the end. He's one of my favorite actors. Um, I still, as many times as I watch it, I can't remember the the, uh, the guy's name. Um, I'm sorry. You know what? Um, my producer just held it up, and it's Albert Finney. If you ever want to see good, a very good movie with Albert Finney, it's called The Wolfen. And it's an excellent movie, I think in 1983 or something, but El Albert Finney, and thank you to my producer, who's always very nice to me and understanding and kind. <laughs> One of the few people that is actually understands me, so thank you. <laughs> All right, let's get out of the important stuff here with Marie Osmond. Um, one of the important things besides having your brothers beat people up is they help you in life. My brother, Jerry, when he was working at a major hotel downtown, I get a call on April 11th, 1994, 
and he says, guess who's in town? And I'm like, I, I don't know. I, cool. He goes, your girl. And I knew exactly who he meant. So as legend has it, by the time he hung up the phone, I was standing right behind him saying, where? You know, he tells me, he goes, okay, I'm going to set you up tomorrow. It was so good. I'm going to set you up tomorrow. She does all her interviews in this big conference room. She goes from media to media to do interviews. Gets me in there. He tells me, number one, to behave myself, which is really hard to do around Marie, I guess. So uh, he introduces her to me, introduced me to her and says, this is your guy. If you guys need anything, and her manager was there, if you guys need anything, he's your guy. He can help you. Okay. Now I just looked at her and um, I thought, do I shake her hand? Because if I shake her hand, I'll probably not going to let go. So I just looked at her. I said, hi, Miss Osmond. Um, my name's Jeff and I'll be here to help you. She goes, oh, thank you, Jeff. And then, you know, of course, walked away. So the whole time, well, the first half, she's going, you know, table to table. It's a big conference room. So midway through, she's walking through to get to somewhere else. I says, uh, Miss Osmond, um, can I have your autograph? And her manager, oh, my God, got so mad. How dare you? You can't do this and this and that. And she's yelling at me. And Marie looks at her and says, that's fine. That's fine. So I had this poster from the newspaper, which I have hanging up in my computer room. I should mention that. She was in for the sound of music. She goes, well, who do I make it out for? I said, uh, I didn't want to say for Jeff because then she knows, you know, that I'm basically, I don't want to say a stalker, but somewhere in between. Um, I said, make it out to my kids, Rachel and Courtney. She goes, well, I have a daughter named Rachel. I go, I know. And she looked at me. <laughs> <laughs> she looked at me like, oh, okay. She signed it. It was great. And then she walks away and her manager says, I want to see your manager. She doesn't know that my brother Jerry is my brother. So I have to go get him. And I'm telling him, I go, hey, man, I, I explained to him what he happened. He goes, okay. So we get over there and the manager is saying, this guy interrupted her. She lost her concentration and this and that. We want to, you know, can we do something? And my brother, Jerry, looks at her and says, listen, he's fine. He's one of our best employees. I put him in here to take care of everything. He made an honest mistake. He goes, let me take care of this. He looks at me and he says, don't do that anymore. <laughs> Keep your mouth shut and you're just here to help, okay? I looked at the manager. I said, I'm really sorry. I, you know, I just wanted it for my kids. And the lady's like, yeah, yeah, okay. Just don't bother anymore. Okay. Later on, and this just shows you how strong unions are in Chicago. A guy from one of the stations comes up to me and he says, do you mind if I plug this cord into the socket? And I thought, what? So I looked at it and I go, yeah. He goes, well, I know how you guys are in Chicago. You know, you know, we're not allowed to do stuff like this. I said, okay. I said, I'm going to go over to the table. He had like a buffet table set up. I said, I'm going to pour myself a cup of coffee. You plug that thing in when my back is turned. He said, okay. He does that, which I thought, again, was weird, but it made sense if you're familiar with how it goes at McCormick Place. The thing is over with, and this is where it really gets really nice, is I'm able to stand there at this little buffet table and have like orange juice with Marie. And um, after it was all over, he told me, he goes, okay, I don't want to see you in this hotel the rest of the time she's in town or I'll have you arrested. Because he probably figured I was going to come back and find out what room she was in or whatever, you know, or wait in the hall to get her picture taken with or whatever. But I stayed right. I stayed out of that hotel. 
So it, it was a fun day. One of those days that, again, you know, that you don't forget that you just look back and you smile and say, yeah, that was good. So it was very, very exciting. So my brother, Jerry, got me in again, a big brother taking care of his little brother. So I got her autograph, was able to meet her and then met her on October 6th, 2007. That was the year she was on um, uh, Dance with Stars when she the episode she fainted, they were running clips of her and her partner, Johnny. And they said, here's footage from a concert in Buffalo. It wasn't from Buffalo. It was from Governor State University, South Suburbs. And they actually show part with me getting my autograph with her. And I've got my arm around her. And I have that episode on the DVD. So if you ever watched that episode, it's shown October 22nd, 2007. The guy in the blue shirt, blue and white shirt with his arm around her with the autographs, with the fans, that's me. They needed a crowbar to get my armor off of her, but it was fine. I didn't get hurt when they were doing that. After that, because I paid a lot of money for a meet and greet, so Pam and I are waiting in the, let's call it lobby, the meeting area, and Marie comes in, and everybody's gathering around her, getting autographs, and I told my wife, I said, I think she's going to go over to the other side, and she's like, no. I said, yeah, I get over there. There's Marie, people in line to take pictures, and Pam's nowhere to be found, okay? So I had to ask this kid with his mother to take the picture with his camera, and then I gave my email address, my picture with Marie. God love him. He sent it to me the next day. So it was risky. Was I mad at Pam? Yeah, little, but she did go with me and was a good sport about it. And then later, we're there in this big crowded room. She's all sweated up and everything, and... People are all around her and her brother, Jimmy, wants her out of there. So he's, she's standing back to back with me. And her brother is telling Pam he has to get her out of there. Pam says to him, well, my husband's waiting about 30 years to get his picture taken with her and this and that. He goes, well, I don't know. So I just turn my head and I tell, I, I just say to Marie real soft, I go, let's go. She turns around. I put my arm around her and I tell my wife, take that picture. <laughs> and her brother gave me the dirtiest look. She was fine. Again, that was my two meetings with her. And let me just say that back in 1973 is when she sang Paper Roses on TV. And uh, that's when I became a big fan. The guys I used to hang around with, we would sit around probably on the railroad tracks, passing a bottle of Ripple around or a quart of beer. And we would start talking music, they'd be like, hey, man, you ever you heard that latest Led Zeppelin? You ever heard Zeppelin? And then it'd be like, hey, you know, how about that Floyd, Pink Floyd, you know? And then another guy who was learning how to play the flute was like, how about Jethro Tull, blah, blah, blah. And I'd go, hey, has anybody heard that latest Marie Osmond song? It's really good. And then they would all start laughing. And then they thought that I was joking around, but I wasn't. But I never elaborated <laughs> more on it <laughs> till later on, you know, a couple of years later down the road. But it was funny when they would say that, hey, man, you hear that Zeppelin song? I'm like, yeah, you hear that Osmond song? It's really good. You heard Sweet and Innocent by Donny Osmond? Really good. So we're going to see her. Very, 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 very exciting. Uh, next week, I'll tell you about what my brother Joe did for me with one of the famous groups of the 60s. Um, I won't give that away, but it'll be another great story. But okay, that's it for this week oh wait you know what i gotta give one song out here that i heard the other day from 1971 it's called um 
I found someone of my own. It's by a group called Free Movement, One Hit Wonder. Um, it's one of them great soul songs from the early 70s. And it starts off, the guy goes, uh, I woke up this morning while I was having my coffee. My woman came in and she comes in and tells him, hey, I've been cheating on you. I found, you know, with some, you know, I've been cheating on you, blah, blah, blah. He takes a sip of his coffee, looks at her and says, yeah, while you've been gone, I found someone of my own. So great song. And I just heard it the other day again. And that's how I had to bring it up. Okay, Marshall Fields reminder, uh, the following week, we're going to start with our stories about Marshall Fields for all of September. And we're going to have our special guests are going to be my brother, Jerry, again, with our wives, Pam and Mercedes. And it's going to be very exciting. And I'm going to read two emails that came in from former workers at Marshall Fields that I received. I probably have about 20 emails from different people that either work there, visit, shop there, and especially during Christmas time for the windows. A lot of a lot of memories with that one. I'll read at least two if we have time. My brother Jerry and our two wives who basically, again, you stick a quarter in them and that song is going to play all night. So they'll be yapping and uh, we'll be yapping, but it'll be a fun time talking about the Marshall Fields glory days. To my mom, again, who always said two things will make a day go by better. Coffee and a smile. If you put those two together, you're going to have a good day. Thanks again for joining us with Coffee Break with Mary B's Fifth Son. Join us next week where we continually talk about coffee, which we all love. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. I'm your host, Jeff Falser. The intro was by Yvonne Two Elements. Thank you. Uh, production by Downtown Media Works. Join us every Sunday morning for Coffee Break with Mary B's Fifth Son. And you can like and subscribe us on Apple Podcasts. And you can also find our website on Buzzsprout. Okay, right. so wait a minute. Question for you. When you were drinking coffee and orange juice with Maria Osmond, did you guys say anything to each other? Yeah, I, yeah, we were just yapping like a little. She said, um, so you have a daughter named Rachel? I said, yeah, I, said, I got two daughters, you know. Rachel was like 10 at that time. And, uh, you know, so oh, that's nice. She was just being nice. Okay. Just, just basic small talk, you know, from Chicago. She asked me from Chicago, you know, and I asked her uh, how it was like growing up with all her brothers, you know, it was uh -huh. probably about five minutes. Okay. But talking for five minutes with someone you really like, that's an entertainer is like a long time. And, you know, me, I can gab, but when, you know, you're around something like that, you're not going to be, you're going to be more nervous than what you normally are. Like, you know, I can stand here and talk to you forever. But yeah. then you put Marie Osmond in front of me, it's like, but, but, but I sound like Ralph Cramden on the Honeymooners with Hamada, Hamada, Hamada. <laughs>